0: so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Let the house do the hard work. Let it do the heavy lifting in terms of the changes that you need to make choose a home with inherent character and it will save you so much time and money because you can focus on bringing it to life rather than doing a major overhaul welcome to imprint a podcast about creating a home and life you love i'm natalie walton an interior designer stylist and best-selling author focused on and holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well. Welcome to Imprint. I'm very glad to have you here. And I'm excited to share this topic with you because if you are looking to buy a home, which is, let's face it, it's one of the biggest financial investments and commitments that you're going to make, you want to get it right. And it is also an incredible opportunity as well because you can make so much money on your home. And if you choose the right home, if you buy well, then you can really, I mean, you can kind of make the sort of money that it would take you years to make if you were um, just working. I mean, certainly in our area where I live in the Byron Bay region, I know of people who have made a phenomenal. <laughs> that word, uh, amount of money from their home because they've bought well. And um, and look, yes, timing does come into it, but you really want to be ready so you can capitalize when the market is booming. And so now is the time, if you can, to be buying when the market is easing off. But look, you might be in various situations and, um, you know, that might be influencing if you're looking for a home right now. We're going to get into all of that. So I'm very much excited to share this topic because basically this is what I do. Like this is what I'm looking for. And let me tell you, I have moved a lot of times. Some of these things will apply to renting as well. Obviously not all of them, but, um, but I would very much like this is literally the things that I'm looking for when i'm buying a home and and we've done well out of real estate as well that's very much helped us you know to simplify our life in many ways so let's get into it so this summer this past summer we were having a look at some beach houses i'm sure that we're not the only ones you know when you're on your summer holidays or even you know for those of you who are in the northern hemisphere um, i know that when we've gone skiing in winter you know you start thinking you know, should we get somewhere that we could have at the snow? You know, (laughs) you sort of, when you're doing something that you enjoy, you start to think, how can I incorporate more of this into my life? And um, so it was, we did go and have a look at a couple of beach houses. We didn't buy anything. Um, I'll get into that more in a moment, but, um, but I'm always looking. And I actually often subscribe to alerts, For real estate in a couple of areas, because one day I would love to have a beach house, maybe do it as an Airbnb, you know, so that's the way that we could financially do it. But also, um, you know, we do think about should we um, move from this place? We've put that on hold for the moment, but it will be something that happens at some point. So I'm very much aware of, you know, what's happening in the market to educate myself and we like i'm always looking at homes on real estate websites and like i said i've bought and sold a lot of homes i've moved home more than i think it's about 30 times my mum has moved home a lot she has bought bought and sold a lot of properties like we're just one of those families that move a lot and you know are always renovating always doing projects And I was also thinking about it because one of my colleagues recently bought her first home, which is very exciting. And I know that some of you are downsizing. Some of you have got children who've moved out of a home. And so you're actually looking to downsize. So I know that there's been a lot of talk about interest rates, you know, maybe. But for some of you, maybe it's actually a great time to buy. You know, there's been a lot of steam taken out of the property market and um, a lot of heat taken out of it. But, um, you know, people move for all sorts of reasons. I had my sister and brother-in-law, they moved um, not so long ago for, you know, to be closer to work. You know, there's all sorts of reasons that people move. So maybe you need to move or it's something that you're planning to do within the next year or two. Um, And maybe you even need to move right now because your home is costing you too much. So whatever the reason might be. I really encourage you to listen to this episode because or bookmark it, because I really feel that you're going to find a lot of value out of it. It can literally save you hundreds and thousands of dollars or make you hundreds and thousands of dollars. So this is definitely one to listen to. Now, it's going to be a little bit different to what some of the usual advice is in relation to this, because I know know, my mom always says, you know, position, position, position. And that is true. But there are other factors that are really important and they're ones that I always look for a home. They're ones that sometimes get overlooked or that can distract you. So I'm going to, you know, share all of those. And, you know, I really want to do this because they say that, you know, there's a saying that you make money when you buy your home. And what that means is that if you buy well, that is actually when you make your money not when you sell it is when you buy it so we're going to go through what you need to look for and you can also save yourself a huge amount of money if you buy well and what i mean by that is not that it's at a discount but that most people when you buy a home you need to make some changes and some changes can cost you a lot more money than others So you might have two homes that you're weighing up. You know, do I get this one or that one? But there are some particular features that might be in one of them. And if you go for that house, it's going to cost you a lot of money to change those elements. And I'm going to get into that. So like I said, this is for you. If you plan to buy a house one day, or maybe you're looking to downsize, you've got kids that have moved out of home. Or maybe you just need to reduce your expenses and overheads, or maybe you're looking for a holiday house or an Airbnb project. So basically, like I said, if you plan to buy a home, you know, imminently, or maybe even in the next couple of years, and I really, if you think it's even at the back of your mind, I really encourage you to sign up to, you know, I know within Australia, there's like realestate.com.au and Domain. They're sort of like the two main ones. So they usually overlap, there's a lot of overlap with them, but subscribe to those for the areas that you're interested in so that you really are educating yourself about the market. And sometimes there are properties that come up and they are just, you know, they just tick all the boxes and you just maybe have to find a way to make it happen. So you don't want to sort of wait to the last minute and then start looking. You want to kind of educate yourself so you've got a good idea of the types of homes like what are the good streets all of that kind of thing. Now there are some challenges though when it comes to buying homes and this is where people can get caught out. So one of them is that when you're buying really beware of makeovers. It's very easy to get seduced or distracted when you visit a home And it's presented beautifully. Now, of course, (laughs) in the Styling Masterclass, I teach you how to do this so that you can maximize the sale of your home or whatever it is. But when you're the buyer (laughs) or the potential buyer, you need to be very careful that you're not falling in with what they're presenting, but you're actually falling in love with the core offer of what the house is going to give you. So be careful about what they're hiding. You know, if somebody's recently painted a home, you know, it could have huge mold issues. You know, that's a whole other topic, but there could be, you know, actual structural issues with the home. You know, people, particularly when they've given it a fresh makeover and personally myself, I know I love renovating homes. I love bringing them to life. So I personally am never going to buy a home that has just been renovated because it's never going to be exactly the things that i would choose and for me i just feel that that is so wasteful for somebody else they might think this is perfect but for me i just know because of the you know i'm very particular about what i want my home to look like what it looks like in general and um you know aesthetic choices and those things really affect me like you know, in terms of like the type of tile that might have been used in a bathroom or the type of bench top or whatever it is. Like I am just those things really, I'm very sensitive to those. And um I just don't want to spend money on buying a home that has got things that I just I really don't like. Um, so that's why I have a tendency to buy older homes because most of those things have come to the end of their lifespan. They're dated, they're worn. And so, you know, it makes environmental sense to, to replace them, if you will, you know, versus like something that's just been bought and hasn't even, like I'm, I just couldn't bring myself to rip out something that is brand new. Like it just feels incredibly wasteful. Um, so that's why I personally prefer to buy older homes because generally speaking, those elements have really, you know, they've come to the end of their life cycle and, and it's time for it to be updated. And then you're bringing a home to life that, you know, might've been knocked down or whatever, you know, whatever it is. So we'll get into that a little bit more detail. So like I said, just be really careful about makeovers, um, and getting seduced or distracted with like the kind of the shiny new look when, um, when you really need to have a good sense of like what's underneath the surface and that making sure that they actually meet your criteria too. Another challenge is that you're not clear on what you want. So you need to get really clear on your needs first and how you want to live in your lifestyle. I'm going to go into this in more detail, but I know it sounds fluffy, but it's really important because it has a huge impact on your day-to-day living and also your time. So Really get clarity on, you know, how you live and how you want to live. Like, do you want to be spending a long time commuting? You know, that's sometimes a big question when it comes to looking for a home. You can get homes that are further out of the city or, you know, further out of like a town or whatever it is. But, um, you know, how are you going to feel about commuting every day? The house might be cheaper, but how much time are you going to waste in commuting? You know, there's not necessarily a right or a wrong but you need to be really clear on what's important to you. And the third um, challenge that you really need to um, just be aware of is that you might not have enough experience. And so you don't know the time and cost that's involved with fixing a problem. I know all of you probably get building reports and inspection reports when you're looking to buy a house. And, you know, obviously there can be things like termites or, you know, they'll check for those types of things. But there are other things that you might not have that experience of, you know, this is something that is actually going to cost me a lot of money to fix. And um, you just need to really be aware of that. All right. And that, that could be, you know, I touched on mold before. And I am going to do a separate episode on mold because it is something that affects far more people than what you would think. It might even be affecting you and your home. You might not even be aware of it. So I am going to do a separate episode just on mold because it is something that um, I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. It's really important. All right, so let's get into these five ideas, five elements or criteria that I always look at before I buy a home. And I really encourage you to do so as well. If you want to, like I said, it can save you a huge amount of money and it can also make you a huge amount of money when it comes time to selling. The first idea is that you really need to get clear on your end game. You really need to know what this house is for you. And what I mean by that is, is it a stepping stone? So is this a house like this is not your forever home but you want to get on the property ladder or you want to move a little bit closer to your end goal but you know that you're not going to be in this house for a long time. And the reason you need to get really clear about this is because it's going to impact the um you know the amount of money that you spend on the home, the types of changes that you're going to make to the home and the type of money that you're going to invest in those changes. So for example, you might decide that, you know, this is not a house that I'm going to be in forever. You might need to make some cosmetic changes and when it comes to making a choice on something such as the tiles, you might want to not want to go for the most expensive tiles or be importing, um, you know, vintage French uh, limestone you know tiles for the floor if you think well actually we're only going to probably be here for 3 to 5 years so i'm not going to get my i might get the enjoyment back from it and if you've got the money you know sure go for it and i'm sure those people who buy your home will love it too but if you're conscious of your budget and wanting to stretch it as much as possible then those are some of the things you're going to need to think about it's really important also of course if you think that this is going to be an airbnb then that is going to be really different in terms of, you know, the type of location that you're going to choose. For instance, we had a look at a place in Yamba, which is about an hour south of where we live, really cute little seaside town and a surf town. And they, they actually have the oldest surf club in Australia. I think it was from like the 1920s. It's this beautiful old building on the beach a main beach and um we looked at this really really cute little um timber cottage it sort of had it was like 1970s style in the inside it had it was like um really high it had like this attic really high ceilings and i fell in love with it like it was so cute i could really see us in there but and we were thinking of doing it as an airbnb And, you know, we would stay there. It would be our holiday house, but we'd also list it on Airbnb. But there were two key factors that held us off from buying it. One was that we felt that it was too far from town so that if we had guests, they look, yes, they could ride their bike into town. But it just wasn't as accessible to town for people who might be staying there. And I think that if you're looking at an Airbnb, you either kind of want to go one of two extremes almost. You either want to have a place that's in town so people can walk to the cafes, the restaurants, the beach, whatever it is, or you want to have a place that's a little bit more remote and so that people get to experience, enjoy that experience of being remote rather than necessarily just being in the suburbs. That doesn't tend to be as appealing for people as what, um, you know, other homes might be. And for us, being too far away from town for guests was an issue. And also just it was too far from town in the sense that it did feel quite suburban. This house was super cute. It was like literally you walk across on the other side of the road through this tiny, tiny little um pathway. And you basically had like this sort of private beach for this little area. It was really gorgeous. Um but it was felt very suburban, this little section that it was in. And it just didn't feel right then to be part of that area. Like it's almost like as soon as you step out the front door, the vibe of the area was not in keeping with the vibe of the house, and it just didn't feel right for us. So, like I said, you need to really get clear on your end game and know what this house is for you. Super important. Number two. Love your location, which is a little bit of what I've just mentioned in relation to that place that we looked at. But I really encourage you to fall in love with the location before you fall in love with the house itself. You need to choose a house that suits your lifestyle. And this is not a fluffy idea. You need to choose a location that is aligned with your values. Really do your research because you can have the most beautiful home. But if you don't feel like you're connected to your local community, it will never really feel like home in the truest sense. So, love your location first before you love the house. I think that's really important and something that sometimes people overlook in terms of when they are looking for a home. So if this is something that you're doing, then I really encourage you to make sure that you love where you're living because your home will just never feel right. And this happened to us with one of the homes that we lived in. We loved the home, but we just didn't feel like we were surrounded by like-minded people. And you know, it's still lovely people, but when you're surrounded by people who have similar, um, you know, like goals and aspirations or values in terms of the way that they parent their children, or, you know, it just life is so much easier. And it's also more inspiring and you kind of, you get ideas from other people and you just, it's just such a different feeling. And that is what we have where we live now. Like I've had quite a few people say, you know, you know, how do you find living in Byron? And, um, you know, do you think you'll stay there? And we just say, like, hands down, we love living here so much. I mean, we've got our own, you know, creative business with Imprint House, and people around here really support local businesses, um, you know, similar values in terms of like the values of the shop. And, you know, so great customer base here. Obviously, notwithstanding the fact that it's online shopping as well, but also with, the parents in the the local community have very similar values in relation to you know children being out in nature, um, people being off, uh, children being off the devices, um, you know family being really important, um, you know not necessarily working like super long hours, like you know trying to find a way around that. Look, I realize that for not everyone, all of these things are possible, but there are so many different ways that you can align to, with people with similar values in your community and. Um, Certainly for us, we feel like where we live right now just ticks so many boxes in terms of, you know, being in a, an area where everyone has very similar values, you know, just the food, like there's so many ways to get great food, like this, just honestly, it's a very long list. Um, so for you, I really encourage you to fall in love with the location before you fall in love with the house because so much of your daily life is not just about living in your house but it is about you know driving through your area like I just love driving through this area there's so many beautiful homes I'm constantly inspired whereas I've you know I've driven through lots of other areas when I've visited other people's homes for styling or for my work or creating my books and like wow like I just I could not see myself living here I would find it I mean, to be honest, depressing, you know, like it's just um, I just I really am very sensitive to my environment and um, it has a huge impact on how I feel. And so just getting in your car and driving around your area like you love it. And I mean, we've lived in all sorts of homes, like a tiny apartment in Bondi. I love Bondi. I love walking through Bondi. We lived in a tiny, tiny little sort of studio in Paddington. And I love that. Like, I love walking through the streets. So I would walk to the city or walk to the shops. Like, love where you live. It's so important. The third idea that I wanted to share with you is that one of the first, so sort of beyond like your end game and a location, like when then I'm starting to get more into the nitty gritty, is the first thing I look on the list and check is. What is the aspect? You need to lead with light. Get the aspect right. Choose the aspect over the house because the aspect is the only thing that you can't really change with a home. Just to get clear on this, because I know that sometimes I have people listening who English is not your first language. What I mean by the aspect is the orientation of the house towards the sun. In the southern hemisphere, we want to be. Prioritizing homes with a northern aspect over a southern aspect. And it's the reverse if you're in the northern hemisphere. So, in the northern hemisphere, you want to be looking for a home that gets southern light. There are so many reasons for this. One is that, you know, for a start, the home just looks and feels so much better. So, you're just getting so much more natural light into your spaces. Obviously, there are environmental and economical benefits of having the right aspect. You know, you're not having to heat up your home so much because it's flooded with light. I mean, I know particularly with this house in the um, in the winter, the rooms that get the northern light they just they get bathed with sunlight because this obviously the sun is lower in the winter and so it just comes through into the rooms into the house and it just really um makes like you know we don't have to spend so much money on heating but it just makes it feel so nice to be in the house in those colder months of the year and similarly you know in the um in the summer You're not getting bombarded with the sunlight, a Western aspect. Obviously, you're going to get that really hot afternoon sun. And if you've got an easterly home, one of our, um, like the first apartment that I bought, it had an easterly aspect and, you know, it was was, sure it would get that light first thing in the morning, but it could be very dark in the afternoon. So you just really want to get the aspect right. And that's something that I always check. And obviously, it's for those main living spaces too. And, you know, because if you don't, it can actually cost you a huge amount of money if you're having to completely flip the interior floor plan of the home. Because obviously, you know, plumbing is expensive to change and all of those kind of things. So, and if you're in the city, you know, if you're in a sort of area where you can't do that type of change, you know, often the aspect is one of the things that you can't change about the house. Like you can't you know reorientate the house on the block because you're in the shadow of a neighbor or whatever it is so really you know look for what that is and I'm always checking um on the house and just a little tip for you when you look at real estate listings they don't always say what the aspect is in the description but generally speaking on the floor plan um they share like a sort of a um like a compass, you know, and they'll show like where north is. And if they don't, and you do, you know, I mean we're in the post hopefully kind of post-COVID world where we can start, you know, actually physically stepping into homes to um to to look at them and inspect them. Um you can get an app. I think it's actually on an iPhone. It's an inbuilt app, which is a compass because I actually have it on my phone because when I'm doing photo shoots, I always want to know the orientation. I think it's inbuilt with, um, with the phone because, yeah, I've just tapped on it now. And it actually, like you tap on it and it tells you the aspect like east, south, northwest, whatever it is. And um, I do that for photo shoots because it affects which rooms we're going to photograph first because we want to have the natural light, but we don't want to have the harsh sunlight. So when I go to a location and I'm doing a recce, I often check the get that compass app out and check that. So That's just a little tip for you. But like I said, really get the aspect right. The next idea that I wanted to share with you is to leverage its personality. So let the house do the hard work. Let it do the heavy lifting in terms of the changes that you need to make. Choose a home with inherent character and It will save you so much time and money because you can focus on bringing it to life rather than doing a major overhaul. So, for me, that is something that I always prioritize when I'm looking for a home. I love older homes because they have so much inherent character. Sometimes, yes, they're a bit more work, but they really like, they just feel like a home to me they just have that inherent charm and personality and it means that you're just doing little cosmetic changes rather than like really doing a major overhaul which can you know save you a huge amount of time and money as well so on the kind of almost like on the flip side when we were looking at this little it was a cute little fibro shack we were visiting friends over the summer and there was a home which was literally a couple of doors down for sale and we went to have a look at it i mean had amazing views but it really probably would need to be knocked down which like you know it kills me to say that and so you know because i think oh you know it had so much charm and it was so cute but it was probably riddled with asbestos and this is actually what our friends had to do and um and there's part of me that thinks oh maybe you know we should just let somebody else take it that you know can just maybe tid it up a little bit whereas i would really want to you know if we were doing it we would need to do it as an airbnb so it would need to have certain things to really bring it to life and then it's like a huge expense rather than choosing a place that's got inherent charm which is we had actually seen a place the year before in the same kind of area and it had a lot of charm and i could see so easily how i could make a few changes that would have a big impact and it wouldn't cost us this huge amount of money. Whereas sometimes when a house, I mean, when it needs to be knocked down, yes, sometimes that can be cheaper than doing it up if it's an older house. But you kind of want to find that nice middle ground whereby it's not so old and decrepit that you can't make improvements. It's kind of like this house, the house that I'm in right now, which is, um, I mean, it's actually not, it's kind of a 70s style, but it's not from the 70s but it had, you know, like um, rake ceilings, timber throughout, like timber floors. And it had so much personality that I could see that we could do some simple changes to it to make it very livable. And it wasn't going to cost us a huge amount of money versus like another house, which might've been really old, you know, tiny, tiny kitchen. And you'd need to spend a lot more money on making improvements. You know, I always look for like, Yes, you can knock down the walls, but is the footprint inherently good in a place as well? That's like another little tip for you. All right, and the last idea that I wanted to share with you is to focus on easy fixes because you can spend a huge amount of money fixing things that are literally built into the home that you could have avoided. So let me give you some examples. These are just these are three things that I always prioritize when I'm looking at homes. So the first one is timber over tiles for the floor. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of tiles on the floor. I feel like they don't add the warmth to a space. Having said that, I have just added travertine tiles to the floor at um our HQ, what we call HQ, which is our showroom and um, studio office space for our business imprint house, an online shop. And obviously we will have a showroom as well. Um, but, um, that is a slightly different context and I, it's a whole other story. I'll maybe share that another time, but for my own home, I always choose timber over tiles or maybe concrete. I've never actually had concrete floors. I mean, we've got in the studio, we've got concrete, which was cause it was a garage. And so we put micro cement on them, uh, on it, but, um, that's what I look for. I just think if you've already got timber, then you can sand it back. You're just send it, saving yourself a huge amount of money from that time as well, because don't forget time is money. Like if you then have to rip up the tiles, replace them, you know whatever you have to, do, then you know that time costs you money too. The next thing that I look for is number two is timber over aluminium windows or aluminium. I think you say in the U.S. for those of you who are U.S. listeners, but you know the kind of the cheap steel windows. I just, for me personally, I just really don't like them. I just feel that they can cheapen a home and that timber, um, just so much warmer as material as the feeling it creates and just the look that it creates too. So if I have a choice, I will always choose timber over aluminium and aluminium windows are something that is a real, like, if i see it i'm like yeah no let's just keep looking um cuz i just think again i don't want to go to the cost of replacing all of them and the third thing that i look for is high over low ceilings so these are like three things that i prioritize is this to say that i would never buy a house with aluminum windows well you know there could be other maybe it's like a huge discount and it's like well it's worth the money to replace them or whatever i'm never saying never and there are some workarounds but These in general are the three factors that I look for high over low ceilings because it just it makes a room feel bigger. It allows more light into the space, which makes the space feel better. So like I said, those three things, timber over tiles, timber over aluminium windows and high over low ceilings. So I've shared with you five things like five key factors that I look for in buying a home. As I said, some of these can relate to rentals as well. So you know, don't discount it, you know, if if um if you've got a rental. And I know that in some other parts of the world you can make more structural changes, but um so you know that might be with you with like I don't know if you change windows in a rental. But anyway, um <laughs> these are certainly you know things that you can look for in your home definitely when you're buying I'm just going to quickly go over the list again one, get clear on your end game you know what is this house really for in relation to the what do you want out of it Two love your location. you've got to get that right first before you even start looking at the type of homes. Three, lead with light because you can change many things in a home but you can't usually change its aspect or its orientation towards the northern light or southern light other than um, northern hemisphere. is to leverage its personality so you know if you choose the right kind of home you don't have to kind of go and do a whole heap of things to kind of try and inject personality into the space and I do find as well that when you're trying to do that when you're trying to inject personality in the space unless I mean there's a very particular strategy I do if I do that and that's something I teach in the design and decoration masterclass. but if you're trying to inject personality into a space What can tend to happen is that people tend to start looking at trend-based solutions, which really then over time dates your property, which then devalues your property. So that's a whole other topic. Um, And I might even do a podcast on it, but yeah, there's something that just to be aware of. And number five is to focus on easy fixes. And so by easy fixes, I mean things that, you know, like to just sand back a floor and paint it or just sand it back and refinish it rather than like getting all the tiles dug up and um you know then you might have a concrete slab all the things that come with it like that can be a quite a costly expense as well as like you know painting the timber windows versus having to like replace the timber windows and if you have low ceilings sometimes you can take the ceiling off and expose beams inside there but it can be a tricky fix and then you have to suck you know, getting imaginative. I mean, there are other workarounds. Again, these are things I share in the course, but um, for now, you know, if you can really try and focus on easy fixes. I hope that you have found this valuable and it's given you some ideas if you are looking to buy a home now or in the future, or if you've got a friend who is currently looking to buy a home, then please share with them. I I honestly think this is what I do. This is what I look for for myself. So um, and like I said, I've bought and sold a lot of homes. I've lived in a lot of homes. I've visited a lot of homes. So this is very much something that I've learned from experience. So please share with anyone you think that would find this valuable. And um, for those of you who are planning to renovate, um, the... You can now join the waitlist for the Design and Decoration Masterclass. So I will put the details on that in the show notes, but um, be sure to join the waitlist because, I mean, I go into so much more detail on obviously, you know, the whole renovation process and um, things to look out for, workarounds and all of those kind of good things. All right. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that you have a beautiful week. And I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, NatalieWalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint.